This episode of the Main Event Talk podcast is brought to you by Rich's Billiards. 5815 Weber, not your average hero's new name, same place. And as you guys have already heard in the past couple of episodes, Rich's Billiards is officially open. So if you've got nothing to do tonight, and if you feel the need to go ahead and go, you know, Drink some beer, have yourself a good time. Rich's Billiards is definitely the place for you. They're also going to be serving some burgers and pizza on the whole nine yards. So, guys, I would recommend Rich's Billiards to anyone that wants to get away from all the problems, get away from all the bullshit, and just go over to Rich's Billiards and have yourself a good time. 5815 Weber, not your average hero's new name, same place. And welcome to a very early edition of the main event talk, as this is taking place right now, I am the main event player, the Super Seed, a God among gods, the King among kings, the coolest son of a motherfucking bitch walking God's green earth. And this is, uh, yes, like I said before, this is a bit of an early edition of the main event talk. We are a few days away from AEW Dynamite, so the main event's been going to give you a little report on that. And also uh, some wrestling news to talk about including uh, a release of a superstar, well, a a release of a commentator. Uh, We have not seen this individual in NXT, and word is he's uh, decided to part ways with the WWE, and um, it's pretty sad to hear about that. I'll talk about that in just a moment. And also, who is the new NXT champion? You know that NXT had their Super Tuesday that happened this past Tuesday night that featured four former NXT superstars, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, Adam Cole, and Finn Balor. Who became the new NXT champion? We will all find that out and a whole lot more. And plus an update on AEW's All Out event. Coming up this Saturday, live as it happens, on pay-per-view. You don't want to miss out on that. And that's going to be an upcoming episode of the Main Event Talk podcast when we talk about All Out. So, let's go ahead and kick things off, shall we? Oh! 
Don't be fooled by that, ladies and gentlemen. That is not Iron Maiden doing the Trooper. As a matter of fact, that's actually uh, that's actually off of the album "Numbers from the Beast," an all-star tribute to Iron Maiden, and the song was the Trooper, and it is done by Lemmy from Motorhead, Phil, uh, let's see, Philip Campbell from Motorhead. Uh, Rocky George, Chuck Wright, and Chris Slade. They all contribute to do, doing the ever-classic The Trooper. So if you guys want to look for that on Spotify, all you got to do is look for the numbers from The Beast, an all-star tribute to Iron Maiden. And they've done several other songs off of this album, several classic Iron Maiden songs, including Run to the Hills, Wasted Years, um... Wrathchild, Flight of the Icarus, uh, Fear of the Dark, and one song in particular I know some people are definitely going to be want to be interested in is a song called The Evil That Men Do. Now, why is that is so important? Why is that so important? Because believe it or not, that song is it's, it's an old Iron Maiden classic, obviously, and it's off of the album Seventh Son of the Seventh Son. But on this one, it features none other than 
the AEW superstar and the former AEW World Heavyweight Champion, Le Champion, Chris Jericho. That's right. He actually sings this song, The Evil That Men Do, that comes off this album. So, if you've never heard that song, I may play it or may not play it. Who knows? That way you'll get an idea as to how that shit works. Well, anyways... Uh, once again, if you want to listen to Numbers from the Beast, an all-star tribute to Iron Maiden, go over to Spotify and look for the album, and you'll see it right there if you want to jam out to some some uh, covers from Iron Maiden. So welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this very special edition of the Main Event Talk Podcast. I am the Main Event Player to Supersede, a God among God's King among Kings, the coolest son of a motherfucking bitch walking God's green earth. Uh, we've got several things we need to talk about in this episode. Now, as I stated, this is an early episode. Now, the reason for me doing this is it's kind of like what I did last week. Uh, last week, I was, you know, trying to prepare myself for what's about to happen at WWE Payback. So I got that shit rolling out of the way. So now this week, we've got a lot we need to talk about. Obviously, we got to talk about the NXT Championship that took place this past Tuesday. <clears throat> so we're going to talk about that as well. Also, we're going to talk about the lineup that's going to be taking place this coming Saturday night on pay-per-view. All Out is going to take place. All the matches uh, AEW Dynamite was just done uh, tonight, or if you're listening to this right now, that's last night. So, <clears throat> just to give you an idea of what's going to happen and so much more. Uh, we're going to talk about a free agent and also someone who is now leaving the WWE, uh, someone that was a part of uh, NXT, is now departing from the WWE, and so much more. Now, before we talk about this, um, you know, this uh, got a bit of sad news to report, and uh, no, no one's dying, uh, no one's dead yet, not, well, not, you know, I don't wish death upon this person, but, um, uh, it's really, it's really sad, you know. And and you know, this COVID nineteen has really got a lot of people in every way possible. And who would have thought it? Who would have thought it that COVID nineteen would affect one person at a particular, especially him and his family? And as a matter of fact, this individual recently just released some new shoes uh, that um, I believe are going to be displayed very, very soon. And uh, this man, you know quite well, he is a former WWE champion. He is a former Intercontinental champion. He's one of the greatest superstars of all time. He's also <clears throat> one of the best live-action movie stars in all of Hollywood. I'm talking about none other than the most electrifying man in all of sports entertainment, the people's champion himself, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So, um, I saw it on my Facebook, I saw it on Twitter, everyone's been talking about it. The Rock, um, I believe, was tested positive for COVID-19, and um, no details as to uh, when this happened or everything. We just heard it from, uh, uh, saw a video for The Rock, and he basically talked about it. I didn't see the whole video, but uh, everyone was panicking right away, because uh, it was, like, blowing up all over the place, you know. Uh, you know, you know, we hear a lot of um, people getting COVID-19 and everything. Um, I remember Chuck Billy of Testament had uh, COVID-19. Uh, I'm not sure what his status is, and I believe he's doing okay at this point from what I know about. And there's been several other people. I know that uh, John Moxley, the AEW World Champion, he had COVID-19 as well. And then we know about, about Renee Young as well. 
so they're they're doing just fine so um in this case with the rock uh we're wishing for speed and recovery on the rock and his family hopefully everything is okay with them and the whole nine yards so i don't think uh <clears throat> i don't think the worst is yet to come but knowing the rock he's gonna get through this he's gonna get you know over what's going on and we wish him nothing but the best and we're hoping that everything is okay with the rock and his family <clears throat> so let's talk about uh let's get right into aew dynamite let, well I, actually let's talk about aew all out now as you guys know the event is going to be taking place this coming saturday night live on pay-per-view and if you guys feel the need to check it out it's going to happen live saturday uh September 5th, 2020, and it is so funny. It is so funny that we're in September, and yet it still feels like August. <laughs> Doesn't it? <laughs> How crazy is that? Okay, so let's look into all the matches that are going to be taking place. Now, I'm not going to do my review for the matches, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you each of the matches that are going to take place this Saturday live as it happens on pay-per-view at AEW's All Out. Now, this one's going to be a tooth and nail match. It's going to feature Britt Baker with, and let's, let's clarify this, Britt Baker with Rebel, not Reba, Rebel. Okay, let's get that out of the way. Look, I'm, I'm, I know it's a joke, and I know some people, her name is Reba for a minute. It's Reba. Reba. If it's Reba McIntyre, I can get it, okay? But that's Rebel. Okay, it's Rebel, okay? Rebel. Hello, Rebel. Anyways, uh, Britt Baker and Rebel versus Big Swole in something that's called a tooth and nail match. Obviously, Dawkins is going to be playing a major part in this match. <laughs> I just had to say it. Okay, anyways, the next matchup that's going to take place, Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara in a broken rules match, and... Here's the crazy part, guys, and you know you know who's going to win this match. It's a broken rules match. If Matt Hardy loses, he must leave AEW. Well, we know the answer to that, don't we? Okay, this one is going to be a tag match with the Jurassic Express of Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus to take on the Young Bucks, uh, Bucks Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson. It's not exactly a big time match, but we'll see how this goes. An eight man tag team match. Ooh, we never get enough of those. The Dark Order of Brody Lee, Cole Cabana, Evil Uno, uh, Pizzeria Uno, and uh, Stu Garrison, or Grayson, or however the fuck his name goes, to take on the team of Matt Cordona, you know him quite well as Zack Ryder. Scorpio Sky, and also the members of the Natural Nightmares involving Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall with the bunny in their corner. How exciting could that possibly be? <coughs> now, the next matchup is going to be a 21-man casino, casino battle royale. Winner receives a future AEW World Heavyweight Championship matchup, and the individuals are, and it's, it's in, in this order, ladies and gentlemen, Darby Allen, Lance Archer, Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, Pentagon Jr., Ray Phoenix, 
the butcher and the baker and the candlestick maker. I, I mean, the, the butcher and the blade, Eddie Kingston, Sean Spears, Billy Gunn, Austin Gunn, Jake Hager, Santana and Ortiz, Chuck Taylor, Trent, and more names to be announced. And so far, there's only... It says here there's 21, but it seems like... How many How many minutes did I just count there? 1, 2, 3, 4, uh, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. And it uh, looks like there's... Yeah, as a matter of fact, I just counted 20 men... And it looks like there's going to be one more name added. We're going to have to find out what that is. Uh, live as it happens on pay-per-view at AEW's All Out. Get an opportunity to check it out while you can. Uh, well, had an opportunity to see an impressive win from Thunder Rosa tonight on AEW Dynamite over the woman that used to be known as... Um, what was she called? Um... Oh, my God. Uh, well, her name is... Uh, well, I, I can't pronounce her name, but I used to remember she used to be a part of the Straight Edge Society with um, CM Punk. But anyways, Thunder Rosa is going to be competing for the AEW Women's World Championship. The champion, the, the NWA World Champion, Thunder Rosa, is going to go one-on-one -on -one against Hakura... She should she, uh, I can't even pronounce the name. I apologize. I'm sorry. <laughs> but here's the thing, guys. And I'm going to say this because it's true. If Thunder Rosa wins, it would be awesome because finally their women's division is going to finally get its ass kicked at the hands of Thunder Rosa. Now, if she doesn't win, well, that's a tough loss for AEW because now they'll have to go back to the usual Japanese schoolgirls that they see from time to time on their ridiculous company. That's just my opinion. That's just my thought. Try to fight me if you can, but if you cannot, I'm sorry. Now, the next matchup for the AEW World Tag Team Championship. It's, it's going to be Kenny Omega and... Adam Page to take on the team of FTR of Cash Wielder and uh, Day Harwood with Tully Blanchard in their corner. Uh, this is going to be the moment where we're going to see the tag team titles right around the waist of FTR. It's only going to be a matter of time. Now, the next matchup is going to be what's called a Mimosa Mayhem match. A match can be won by pinfall or submission or throw the opponent into the tank of Mimosa. Okay, um, Chris Jericho going one-on-one -on -one against Orange Cassidy. That's going to be the most exciting match I'm going to see in a long, long time. And this is going to definitely beat any match I've ever seen in my life. And right away, everybody is like... Yeah, right, dude. And, and and that's exactly my feeling on it. And the last match will be the main event. The AEW World Heavyweight Championship, John Moxley, will be defending his championship against the number one contender, MJF, with Warload in this corner. So, so far, these are all the matches that are going to take place over at AEW's All Out. This is going to take place live on pay-per-view Saturday, September 5th. If you guys have an opportunity, if you got nothing to do on Labor Day weekend, 
All you got to do is get an opportunity to check out the all-out pay-per-view uh, live this coming Saturday night on pay-per-view. And the main event is going to be giving you his whole feedback on each of those matches. But I can guarantee you right now, all-out will be... It won't be the greatest pay-per-view of all time. It won't be the best pay-per-view of them all. But when you got a bunch of AEW marks, they're going to go ahead and say this is the best pay-per-view. It's way better than Payback. Uh, that's going to be tough to do. It's way better than SummerSlam. Uh, well, okay, that pretty much says it all right there. <laughs> so check out All Out as it happens this coming Saturday night live on pay-per-view. And let me main event we'll definitely be checking that checking that out and everything now we got to talk about some news here guys we got to talk about uh we talked about um the ae nxt's release um most of you guys would probably know about this story and just in case you don't know mauro ronaldo the announcer for NXT, who was also an announcer for New Japan Pro Wrestling, who was also an announcer for Showtime, Bellator, and uh, everything else in that particular nature, has parted ways with the WWE. And this is uh, this is really tough, you know, because I've been I've been so used to hearing him in on NXT for so long. Uh, you know, he is pretty much the best thing that the WWE has. He's really the best thing that they have in NXT. You know, he he's the closest thing to a modern-day JR that I can possibly recall. You know, Morrow is a very passionate individual. He's a very passionate man when it comes to professional wrestling. I respect him as a, uh, as a commentator. I love his... Um, his background i love every time when he you know not only talks about you know what goes on when he you know mentions the words mamma mia and everything else like that because that's pretty much like something that jr would say well not not something like jr would say but very similar because we always hear jr say you know stone cold stone cold stone cold or or you know you know whip him like a government mule and and he you know jr has all these different catchphrases and morrow has the same thing has those same qualities Qualities and everything. And Morrow is an extremely great, great commentator. And, uh, you know, when I first heard about him, he was a part of SmackDown for quite a while. And then all of a sudden they, you know, some some people say they demoted him from SmackDown or Raw to to NXT. But to me, they really didn't demote him. They just, they just made a good announcer, you know, you know, and placed him on a better brand, or with all due respect to Raw and SmackDown, but they placed him on a better brand. And ever since then, every time we watch NXT, or every time we get an opportunity to see TakeOver, you hear the passion that comes out of this man's voice. You hear the emotion, you know, and, and that's, the, that's the thing that's very, very rare in professional wrestling. You can never really get real emotion anymore you can't really because think about this over in aew jr and tony Schiavone, uh they are the old school and i respect their journalistic integrity and i respect them as great commentators because they, they are they, they are the best commentators in this industry and they would bring a lot of passion a lot of fire into this but morrow just has that fire that really that when you hear him talk you're you're just with him every single step of the way and in a world where in wwe and and 
with all due respect, I like Michael Cole. I think he's a great announcer, but I think we have too many Michael Coles in WWE. And think about it. I mean, like uh, we got Vic Joseph, who's who's pretty much almost similar to Michael Cole, and then Tom Phillips. You know, Tom Phillips is also another announcer that sounds like you know. Michael Cole and everything. We can never have someone that's original. It's like everyone has to sound exactly the same. I'm glad that Beth Phoenix doesn't sound like that. I'm glad that Corey Graves, I know some people don't like his commentary that much, but you know, with him, you know, I'm glad that he's different. He's different among all of them. And Byron Saxon, um, great commentator. He, he's, he's, and, and, if this is a racism remark, I apologize. I'm sorry, but I got to call it like I see it. Byron Saxon is pretty much a black version of Michael Cole. I'm sorry. It, it, you, I cannot call it any other way but that. Because if I call him just another Michael Cole, it would be just that. And, you know, I'm sorry. That's just my, my thought on it. Samoa Joe. Let me tell you something. That is one hell of a damn announcer right there now. Now, Joe, uh, I followed Joe's career when he was a part of a <coughs> when he was part of um, Ring of Honor. I followed him when he was a part of Impact Wrestling. And, of course, when he became a part of NXT. And then when he became a part of uh, the WWE, when he became Raw and SmackDown. And then all of a sudden, um, I, I know Joe's injured, but we know that he's... He's sidelined for a while, but he is he is a damn good commentator. He is a damn good commentator. And I admire the work that Joe does. And it is so amazing to find someone like him, especially someone that can bring some sort of heat to the commentary. And he does bring some... Uh, he not only brings a little heat to it but he also brings some knowledge some understanding of the business and he gives you you know step by step as to what they're doing in the ring and everything else like that so that's amazing but um back to Ronaldo um you know it's it's gonna be sad to see him go and I hate to see uh someone like you know Mario Ronaldo leave and everything we know about his situation um from what I understand and from the reports I've read um I think uh, he he's leaving because of, uh, I heard that his mother is sick, from what I understand. I don't know exactly the full story behind it. Well, there's probably more to the story than meets the eye and everything. So, you know, I'm kind of a little bit curious about, you know, where we go from here, especially when it comes to, you know, the whole situation with uh, Mauro Ronaldo and everything. So... To uh, go ahead and close this out, my thoughts uh, are with Mauro Ronaldo at this time. Uh, I just want to say, as a fan, I dig Mauro Ronaldo's work. I think he's one of the best commentators in the history of professional wrestling, and it's going to be tough uh, saying goodbye to him and everything. But as the old expression goes, never say never. So <coughs> it's not going to surprise me. If Mauro somehow reappears before the WWE, and it wouldn't surprise me if he reappears in NXT, and I, you know personally, I I think we should have Mauro Ronaldo back in NXT, you know, sometime in the near future. Now, 
Here's the part where all the fucking marks decide to go ahead and jump in on this one little subject, and then all of a sudden, what happens when you hear something about a release of a superstar, or a release of a commentator, or release of whatever? What is the first thing that comes out of every single stupid wrestling mark's mind? I'll tell you what it is, ladies and gentlemen. It goes a little something like this. Okay, so Mario Ronaldo is released from the WWE. Well, they parted ways. They parted ways. Now, all of a sudden, everyone is jumping to the conclusion that Mauro Ronaldo is going to go to AEW. Okay, first of all, I'd like to take every single one of those wrestling marks, line them up in a fucking line, all right, put it from all the way down there, all the way to here, and I'm going to take a shotgun and blow all of their fucking heads off if you believe for one second that he's going to go to AEW. I really, really cannot see him go to A. I really cannot. Because, number one, this is Mauro Ronaldo, okay? He is not Excalibur, okay? By the way, Excalibur's back after being away for about, what, a month? Uh, he should be a, He should have been gone a lot longer than a month. But that's just me talking, okay? That's just me talking. Anyways, um, I... Everyone jumps to the conclusion real quick that, oh, well, he's going to go to AEW. Renee Young's going to go to AEW. Oh, come on. I mean, can can we put a rest on this whole thing with, oh, well, he's coming to AEW. He's coming to AEW. And you know who else could possibly, well, <laughs> uh, I'm not going to say if he's going to, because it'd be stupid if this man were to try to come over to AEW. You know who else could possibly go to AEW should he excite to accept? Brock Lesnar. <laughs> That's right. Brock Lesnar is officially a free agent. So that means Brock Lesnar could go wherever he wants and as i stated before the marks are gonna jump out of the fucking woods and they're all gonna say the same thing oh brock lesnar is gonna go to aew brock lesnar is gonna show up and he's going to become their world champion he's gonna be the number one guy he's gonna make aew number one first of all i don't think brock lesnar is going to waste his time Secondly, AEW does not need him, and more importantly, Brock Lesnar doesn't need AEW because, number one, Brock Lesnar is a wrestler. Number two, Brock Lesnar is a fighter. Number three, Brock Lesnar is not an entertainer, okay? No matter how funny he gets, he's not an entertainer. And number four, AEW should have, shouldn't have anything to do with Brock Lesnar because unlike certain superstars, he's an actual star that will draw money. Okay? He's an actual star that will draw money. If he becomes part of AEW, first of all, I will see him kill the entire roster. Okay? Luchasaurus, done. Jungle Boy, done. Marco Stunt, he's going to be hit with so many F5s, he's going to be ending up in the hospital and staying there for like 350 years, okay? Brock Lesnar going to AEW would be bad, okay? And the last thing we need is John Moxley getting his ass kicked at the hands of Brock Lesnar, and it would be WrestleMania 32 all over again, okay? 
here's the thing. Everyone jumps on this idea that, oh, well, now that this you know, release of this guy, now he's going to go to AEW. Well, and I know some people are going to say, well, Zack Ryder's in AEW. You know, Sean Spears is in AEW. It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't fucking matter. Everyone wants to go ahead and jump and assume right away that, you know, a big-time star that was released from the WWE is now going to take place over at AEW. It's the Monday Night Wars all over again, but with stupid people involved. You know? Here's the thing. Brock Lesnar is still... still has his options open. He could go to UFC, although... I don't know why people keep wanting to mention that he's in UFC when, let's see, he said he retired about a couple of years ago, right? So I don't see Brock Lesnar going over there anytime soon. But as the old expression goes, as the old expression goes, never say never. So wouldn't surprise me if he goes to, if he goes to UFC. It wouldn't surprise me at all if he goes to UFC at all. <coughs> and then... It wouldn't surprise me if he goes to the WWE unless they offer him a contract, okay? Unless something comes up. Now, the reason why I know this is because um, I think it was around Monday, um, Brock Lesnar, apparently when there were some people that was trying to order some merchandise off of Brock Lesnar, apparently the WWE has taken, taken it off the shelves, has taken it off the shelves completely. And from what I understand, I think Brock Lesnar's contract had already expired, I believe, right after WrestleMania. And I think that's uh, that was the final word. So technically, Brock Lesnar was was already out of his contract. And even though some people are still stating that he is in the WWE still, Brock Lesnar he's he he was never he was never under contract with the WWE at all. You know, so he was basically a free agent all this time. And that would explain why Paul Heyman is with Roman Reigns right now. And that would explain a whole lot about you know that situation and everything. So. To me, it, it, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if Brock Lesnar were to appear in WWE. And I hope he does appear in WWE, at least for about another year or two years, okay? And I'm not saying that I want to see Brock Lesnar every single fucking day. The only thing that I want to see Brock Lesnar do is one thing and one thing only. And it's one thing that we need to get out of the way. We need to get this done and we need to get it done as soon as possible. And it's the only way... Raw or SmackDown is going to get any sort of ratings at all. This is the thing. I talked about this years ago. A lot of fans have talked about this years ago. And with the Hurt Business doing what they do, give everyone the match they want to see. You know what the match they want to see? Let me tell you what the match they want to see. They want to see Bobby Lashley walking Armageddon, almighty, and the whole nine yards... To take on the beast incarnate, Brock Lesnar. I mean, come on. I mean, WWE needs to get Brock Lesnar one opportunity, and that one opportunity against Bobby Lashley. That's what you call a WrestleMania main event waiting to happen. If WWE is smart, they're going to go ahead and try to do that as much as they can. And here's also another thing. I don't think Brock Lesnar, like I said before, I don't think Brock Lesnar is going to be wasting his time going on to AEW. I mean, let's see. You got a bunch of jokes and a bunch of morons and everything. And then you got the AEW roster. I don't think Brock Lesnar 
is going to waste his time trying to go over to AEW because all he's going to do in AEW is this. He's going to show up. He's going to appear. He's going to do what he has always done over in the WWE. But the the thing is, he's going to kill everybody. He's going to kill everybody if he shows up at AEW. And it wouldn't surprise me if he becomes their world champion, legitimizes that title and everything, yada, 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 you know, the whole nine yards. I just want him in the WWE so he can have one match with Bobby Lashley. After that, that's it. Whatever Brock Lesnar wants to do is fine with me. The point is, Brock Lesnar going to the WWE would not be a surprise. Brock Lesnar going to UFC would not be a surprise. Brock Lesnar going to AEW would be a mistake. But it would also be a huge surprise if that were to take place. And I know some people will say right away, well, what what if Brock Lesnar would have appeared at Ring of Honor or or AEW or, or <coughs> NWA or or whatever organization comes to mind? <coughs> First of all, I don't think that would happen. Number two, you need to dish out a lot of money to get Brock Lesnar in your company. I think AEW can pull it off, you know, give him whatever money he wants. And the WWE, well, it's got money, so that's all you have to know about that. So we'll see how that shit goes and more. Okay, we've already talked about the free agency of Brock Lesnar, the release of Mar Ronaldo. Uh, we know, oh, and speaking of, um, you know, spe- uh, wanting to continue on with this whole thing with Mar Ronaldo. Now, NXT now has has a new commentator. And he was a man who was a former NXT star. He was also a former WWE Intercontinental Champion. He also appeared in the NWA for a brief period of time until the whole COVID-19 thing shows up. He's appeared in a couple of movies and everything. And he's also appearing as the new commentator for NXT. And I'm talking about the man that used to be known as Bad News. And now it's just straight up Wade Barrett. He is the new commentator for NXT, and I think, I guess it's, I would say it's to replace, um, I'm going to say Nigel McGuinness, because I haven't, I haven't heard much of Nigel McGuinness at all, I have not heard anything from him, and I don't know how long, (coughs) now also, let's see, besides that, we know that NXT UK is coming back very, very soon, and the main event is looking forward to checking out NXT UK once again, um, I've seen the location of the place. Looks a little bit smaller. Looks a little bit different than what I would expect and everything. All I know is I can't wait to see some NXT UK uh, wrestling. I have not seen any of these wrestlers in a long time. I haven't seen Walter in a long time. I haven't seen Kaylee Ray in a long time. Well, yeah, Kaylee Ray in a long time. I haven't seen any of the uh, NXT UK Tag Team Champions. The Imperium. I haven't seen any of these guys. And no doubt there's probably going to be some new stars. Coming along the way for NXT UK, so be ready for that as it happens on the WWE Network. (coughs) Now, the next thing we need to talk about, uh, obviously we're in the subject of NXT. We need to talk about the championship match took place this past, um, (coughs) actually um, happened last night as a matter of fact. Um, There, sorry about that. Having a little drink for a while. The NXT Championship match. The fatal four-way to determine who will be the new in the new 
NXT champion. Now, the list of champions is simple. We have, let's see, <coughs> Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, um, Tommaso Ciampa, and Finn Balor. Now, to kind of give you the idea of what's going on and why the subject of this fatal four-way match is simple. About a couple of weeks ago, we know that the NXT Championship was on the line. Keith Lee was the champion at the time. And he took on um, Karrion Cross. Now, we know about what happened. Karrion Cross won and he defeated Keith Lee to get the NXT Championship. Now, if you guys had an opportunity to check out the match, <coughs> I had a chance to look at it a couple times. And there was a point in the match where there was a knot on um, Karrion Cross's shoulder. And the knot looked very huge. And, you know, you, you know, pretty much when you see it, you know right away that his shoulder was separated. But he went through the match. He went through the match and won it and took the NXT Championship. So last week, Karrion Cross had announced that he was going to have to relinquish the championship. And he will be back, and he said that uh, tick-tock, if you will, and he's going to come back for his NXT championship when the time is right. Now, <coughs> then William Regal made the announcement of a fatal four-way match to determine who would be the new NXT champion, and it was the, the former champions that I just mentioned. And in this match, it would be a fatal four-way Iron Man match. A 60-minute Iron Man match, which featured, like I said before, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, Adam Cole, and the Prince. So, it, this amazed the living hell out of me because I've never seen a match like this. Well, I've seen I've seen Iron Man matches before. I've seen the the you know, the classic match between Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. I've seen one with Triple H and The Rock a long time ago. I think it was Judgment Day, I believe, if I remember that correctly. And then there was another one between Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle. So, I've seen several Iron Man matches, but never have I seen an Iron Man match that involve four men and also, in, you, know, you know, place this in 60 minutes. So... The matchup looked good and everything else like that. My, my first thought, my first prediction. And most of you guys that had heard my prediction, I said that Tommaso Ciampa would be the winner. That was my prediction. I would go with Tommaso Ciampa over anyone. And my first thought of the match was, I bet you anything that there's going to be several pinfalls, but I bet you each of them are going to have one. I bet you. And I was right on. So first, it all started with Tommaso Ciampa. No, no, I'm sorry. My bad. It started with Finn Balor. And then all of a sudden, it started with Johnny Gargano. And then Adam Cole got in the mix. And then Tommaso Ciampa got it. So during the entire 30 minutes, <coughs> each man had a pinfall. Each man had one pinfall. So... We're getting into this within 30 minutes, and I'm like, wow, you know, and it's kind of my prediction. All I'm hoping for is Tommaso Ciampa to win. He had only one match, right? Only one pinfall. And Johnny Gargano had one pinfall as well. Now, 
Finn Balor took advantage of a situation. So while Tommaso Ciampa, I think he hit a DDT on Johnny Gargano. And then Finn Balor came from the very top rope and then hit the move, hit the coup de grace on uh, Tommaso Ciampa and beating him. So Finn Balor has two pinfalls. So now my thought was, oh, my God, he's going to be the champion. He's going to be the champion. And then all of a sudden, Adam Cole goes ahead and hits the Tequila Sunrise. And he has a few seconds before he gets the pinfall. And all of a sudden, once the Tequila Sunrise was hit, all of a sudden, you know, Adam Cole was trying to cover him. You know, there was only five seconds left, four seconds. And then all of a sudden, three, two, one, Adam Cole gets two. (coughs) And I'm like, oh, my fucking God. So we're at the end of the match. We're at the end of the match, and it's down to Tommaso Ciampa and well, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. They're officially out. So now you got Finn Balor, the Prince, and Adam Cole with two victories. Two victories in this fatal four-way match. William Regal goes ahead and comes out, and instead of giving the championship over to, say, Adam Cole or, or give it to or anyone else in that particular nature, William Regal had a different idea, which now leads to next week. Next week, on NXT, on NXT it's going to be Adam Cole... Versus Finn Balor, the prince, the winner will become the new NXT champion. And here's the crazy part, guys. NXT is going to be on a Tuesday. Super Tuesday 2. So that's going to be very, very interesting to check out. So now we're in this position where now... Adam Cole and Finn Balor are the two individuals that are going to face off against each other for the championship, which now makes this match, you know, very, very intriguing to check out. Now, my thought was, I thought Tommaso Ciampa was going to win it. I personally thought he would win it. I thought he would get another pinfall, right? And I thought if he did, it would lead to him being champion once again and him going after the NXT, uh, you know, him, you know, running roughshod all over NXT and then when Karrion Cross comes back well then you know we know that Karrion Cross had defeated uh Tommaso Ciampa several months ago and this would be kind of like his revenge you know he wants the NXT title you better take it away from me big boy just like that you know <coughs> but now we're in this position where we got the prince who was a former NXT champion and Adam Cole who was the longest reigning NXT champion both competing for the NXT Championship. Now, this one's going to be extremely tough because, unfortunately, and I, I'm going to have to call it like I see it. So let me let me give you both views before I give you my final decision. So Adam Cole, say Adam Cole wins the championship, right? He wins it and defeats the Prince. Prince gets upset. These two go at it, and they have a rematch somewhere down the road, and then the Undisputed Era doesn't come out. 
Now, everyone's been talking about how they're going to try and turn Adam Cole into a babyface, right? And this is like kind of the step that I'm trying to look for. So, if and say if Adam Cole does become the champion and you know wins the title and everything, and he wins it without the Undisputed Era being at ringside, this could be interesting. This could be interesting because, like I said, a lot of people have been wanting to see Adam Cole become a babyface in WWE. They've been wanting that for that babyface turn to happen for a while now. So this could be the moment when it happens. Now, there still could be a chance he still could be a babyface because, say, the shoe is on the other foot. And say Finn Balor, the prince, becomes champion. And I know, and I know so far, from talking to a lot of the fans, they all want the prince to be the champion. Now, he is a former NXT champion. He is. Now, if he becomes a champion, number one, it would be good for NXT. Very good. And number two, this would be good for Finn Bauer because this will give him the resurgence that he needs. Now, keep in mind, one year ago, Finn Bauer was in the WWE. He was in Raw for a while. And then all of a sudden... He was pretty much done with Raw, and then he came over to NXT, and he pretty much started his career all over again. But instead of being known as the the Demon King and all that other stuff, Finn Balor decided to come back as the Prince. And that's exactly what he's become. And ever since then, Finn Balor has been dominated, has been dominating and destroying everyone in his sights. And now he has his sights set on becoming the NXT champion. And this will still put Adam Cole in the position to where he can be a babyface. He can go on his own. He can do what he can and everything. So, what's my prediction for next week's match between Finn Balor and Adam Cole? Well, I hate to say this. As much as I'd love to go for Adam Cole, I think Finn Balor's got it. I, I'm, I'm going to actually stick with Finn Balor. Because for some odd reason, I think I see something with Finn Balor winning this NXT championship. Because, well, first of all, it'll be the first time he's held on to this NXT championship. And secondly, the era of the Prince would begin and it would be something different um, Finn Balor will be a whole different person. We know he's a different person now. We know he's a different person now. But this would be a whole new era for NXT and a whole new era for Finn Balor. You know how he always says that everybody's watching him? Well, when he wins the NXT championship, everybody. And I mean Everybody, from everyone in WWE to everyone in AEW to all across the world, they're all going to be watching The Prince. And it wouldn't surprise me if Finn Balor, The Prince, walks out with the NXT Championship next week on NXT Super Tuesday. That's going to be interesting. And for Adam Cole, well, something's going to go down with Adam Cole. And I bet you anything... I bet you anything there may be some dissension within the ranks of the Undisputed Era. I see it coming. I see it coming. I don't know why, but I see it coming. So my prediction, I'm going with Finn Balor. I'm going with him. With all due respect to Adam Cole, baby, I dig you. 
but I'm going to go with the Prince in this one. We're going to see what happens next week, live as it happens, on NXT Super Tuesday, only on the USA Network. <coughs> so, guys, that's going to do it for this edition of this episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. This is an early edition, like I said, but... This is only just episode one. We've got another episode coming in the next couple of days. We know AEW Dynamite is oh, AEW All Out is going to take place live this Saturday night, live as it happens on pay per view. I've mentioned some of the matches, and here my review of each and every one of those matches is so much more. Now you can go ahead and follow the main event on Facebook on facebook.com slash at real main event talk. You can also follow me on Instagram at instagram.com slash at main event player. You could also follow me on Twitter. I'm all over the place there at twitter.com slash at main event player. Listen to all the latest episodes of the main event talk podcast. Subscribe to the main event talk podcast on Spotify on on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever it is you find your favorite podcast. So, guys, that's going to do it for right now and everything. Oh, and this episode of the Main Vets Home Podcast, once again, is brought to you by Rich's Billiards, 5815 Weber, not your average heroes. New name, same place, and no doubt the main event is going to be walking into that place very, very soon and have himself a beer and a shot, no doubt, probably get his hands in a beer when the opportunity is right so guys thank you for listening to this episode of the main event talk podcast i will see you this coming saturday live as it happens another episode of the main event talk podcast involving aew's all out and check it out live as it happens on pay-per-view saturday night september 5th thank you for listening and i will see you next time in another great episode of the main event talk podcast why because I can and I want to. Any questions? Enough said.